Welcome to the Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour podcast starring man of film, screen, stage, radio, television, satellites, and sometimes some walkie-talkies, Dan Gilmiller and Jason Klom. Thank you. Yeah, right. I'd forgotten that you starred in walkie-talkies. Yeah. Were those, those were talking films in which you were constantly walking? Or? Yeah, it was, it was, it was really an early form of like single shot, single shot filming. You know oh, how okay. like they do now, sure. like they'll do that a lot. They'll, or they'll fake it like they did, it was at 1941 yeah. or mm-hmm. 1917, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yep, yep. Yeah, that. Okay. So I just called them walkie talkies. It was single shot, that's single shot movies. I didn't, I didn't remember that you were involved in, in, in these, but that's Yeah, good. the walkie talkies. And the I good old as, walkie talkies. I am as usual an afterthought or a footnote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Gene Warwick's tonic pillules. That's the part that got me. Pillules. Iron jelloids. Number 2A. Tonic pillules. Pillule. They had Sorry, a 1, guys. they had a 2, they had a 2A. They had mm-hmm. all, all, the, all the low numbers and in a letter, too. To be swallowed rapidly like a pill. <laughs> like, how do you swallow something <laughs> rapidly? My throat can only do that so fast my peristalsis cannot speed up sir i am not super swallower which is not a good superhero name no (laughs) i am super swallower and i am here to defeat you (laughs) how how do you defeat me is the question that yeah all all the criminals just do that hand motion like (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay we got yeah okay Mm mm-hmm you found a lot of history on the Iron Jelloids Corporation. Oh my god, man. they are just all over the fucking place. It really doesn't seem... Why have I never... You would think with They're my British, interest in old for one. Sure, sure. So we wouldn't see a lot of ads for them here. True. That's true. It's a great tonic, though. It's a great tonic, so never it says. So it, so it claims of itself. So it claims. So it claims of itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it insists upon itself. It does insist upon itself. <laughs> Dan... Dan, yeah. Dan, yeah. Dan, yeah. What? Dan, what? Dan, what? Dan, Dan, what? 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 So what I have today, please, what I got going on is, um, so it looks like a Henry's hard orange soda, right? Okay. But it's not because Henry's hard orange soda has like 4,000 pounds of sugar in it. Oh, sure. So I haven't drank any of the Henry stuff in quite some time. Okay. Makes sense. Um, but what they did find was, uh, Virgil's makes a, a zero sugar orange soda. Weird. Okay. So I'm like, oh, what if I just take that, put a little bit of vodka in it? Okay. So I'm looking, and apparently the only vodka we currently have is watermelon vodka. Okay. Okay. So I did not put that in there. But what I did find was some triple sec orange liqueur. Okay. Okay. So this is like like one quarter orange liqueur because it's only 15% by volume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the thirty percent by volume that vodka is. Sure. And then the rest is Virgil's uh, sugar-free orange soda. So let's see. I haven't tasted it yet. I imagine okay. it's going to taste orangey. All right, hit me with it. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I might find a use for that orange liqueur. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. That's good stuff. All right. That's good. All That's right. good. Is it very sweet? I know you like a sweet drink. So is it very sweet or what's... It tastes like a soda. Okay. It's probably got um, aspartame or something in it. I don't know what Virgil's does for their sugar-free stuff. But they have have zero sugar root beer and zero sugar orange soda. So, All right. We have zero sugar root beer A&W. And uh, I got to crack it open. I haven't cracked it open yet. I'm curious. That's good. Yeah? I've been drinking it for a year now. Oh, maybe that's why I got it. I think I might have gotten it specifically (laughs) because you recommended it. That could be why. That makes sense. Yeah. Dan, Dan, by the way, has a massive tumbler of drink, by the way. It is uh, well, s- sizable. I mean, How many? Is it a I, shot? How much do you put in there? I told you it's a quarter. Oh, oh, okay. A quarter of that is alcohol? Yes. That's a lot. 
I don't know if you're aware, but that's um that's a ton of of alcohol. I may have been doing something on my phone that was technically medically important at the time. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Maybe I would have caught all the details. I caught most of them, but I missed that particular <laughs> one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I promised. I promised him. I say oh, I should probably silence my phone so I don't become Jason in this group. Listen, you mm-hmm. son of a bitch! Mm-hmm. It's not like mm-hmm. my phone goes off every time I have a podcast right at four o'clock because I already have a preset <laughs> four o'clock alarm. That doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> that I have to cut around. Um. I was surprised we hadn't talked about the sketch because this is one that sticks in my head a lot, even though it's dumb. Mm. This is a sketch entitled Crop Report, which did mm-hmm. not make its way onto the final record yeah. of Shoestrings. Although that, this seemed like it was a pretty intense editing like, yeah. for the crowd, right? Like it feels unfinished, although some of the final ones feel unfinished. So it might be yeah. a finished one. So I'm not sure entirely why I cut it out, other than maybe it was... I thought Maybe this you was somehow too dumb. Funny. Yeah. But I thought it was funny, but like, I don't know. It's weird for me to be like, that's too dumb when the stuff that made it onto the record made it onto the record. Exactly. That's a that's a fair way to put it, Jason. Yeah. I only thing I knew about stocks and is still the same um, was the movie Trading Places. And this is roughly based on my concept of what stocks are from the movie Trading Places. <laughs> Except I thought, wouldn't it be funny if the guy was te- teasing them over the, the monitor and doing fruit jokes? Mm-hmm. Knock knock jokes and beans, beans, the magical fruit. And now the crop report. Beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you toot, the better you feel. So eat your beans at every meal. That is all. What about apples? Knock, knock. Uh, who's there? Banana. Banana! <clears throat> knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana! Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you glad I didn't say banana? But what about the damned apples? The apple crops are frozen. They're no good. Bye. Ah! Right. And for some reason, the audience plays along. Now, there's a, there's a clip. I don't know why it's not in the here or i didn't hear it but there's an old there's because every time you and i did audience stuff uh it was obviously just you and i layered but we did individual we didn't repeat stuff we did individual yeah, exactly. people like 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 times mm-hmm. and then we'd add it in i know that there's a clip of me going oranges but i don't it's not in here so i don't know why it's not in here maybe you just felt that was too much man no, I, because I feel like I then took it and put it in another sketch as a joke, as a nod to this sketch <laughs> that didn't make it in. So I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, Jay. I, I don't, don't know either. what you're doing with anything that you're doing anymore. It was so it seems. much harder to edit back then, too. I know we've talked it about really this was, before. It really was, because we didn't, didn't have the, we didn't have multi-track editors in our no, life. No, and it, it So was when, just, you, when you had to mix audio, you literally, all you could do was mix the audio. Yeah. And if it's off a little bit, you have to undo, yep. move the cursor a little bit, and try to mix it again try and mix it and if you wanted to do like a sweep like a stereo sweep you could do it but it was very complicated because you had to take it in one file fade out one one side and then fade Uh in the other side and then copy and paste that and hope that it mixed right without overloading everything into the the final quote-unquote final track so it was complicated so and also therefore i have no like uh, there's i have no way to like um uh forensically recreate any of the edits like i could potentially with an old premiere file or something right exactly uh, hell is what it is. <laughs> it's hell. And this, I don't know. I think I already explained it. This is just a very dumb sketch where um, Dan is Dan is the, the man on the crop report man. Yeah. What I think is funny, though, is that I actually, because um, we say the apple crop is frozen, it's mm-hmm. no good, mm-hmm. and that freaks everyone out at the end. Mm-hmm. The reality is mm-hmm. that they do flash freeze all the apples. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our Moses Lake... Mm-hmm. ASU plant that pulls, you know, the, you know, air out of the air, creates mm-hmm. liquid oxygen and shit. Yep. 
when it's apple picking season, that is uh, their busiest time. We make so much money selling liquid nitrogen or whatever mm-hmm. to flash freeze apples. Wow. Yep. That's so weird. Just So, so that- they do their maintenance of their system about a month beforehand so that they know there's nothing wrong when the time comes. That's really funny. Yeah. Huh. I had no idea. There you go, guys. Here's a little bit of science for you this week on top yep. of a terrible sketch. And all those apples go all across the country, so mm-hmm. you can thank me for your apples. I will not. If they come from Washington, that is. I will not thank you for that. Be, I'm like, I don't think we're selling it to like, I don't know, does Massachusetts do apples? No, they've never heard of them. Okay. That's one of the, the one of the states um, in, in New England. It's because they are. That, Jay, that was a lot of alcohol. I I've already drank like a third of it. Jesus Christ, Dan. <laughs> It's because they're a commonwealth, not a state. Commonwealths are not allowed apples. Ah, uh, that makes That's sense. That actually makes a lot of sense when you think mm-hmm. about it. I think that means Virginia also doesn't have apples. Mm-hmm. It's for lovers, but it's not for apples. Or, or apple lovers. lovers. apples. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> it's weird. You can go there, but you're going to be desperately sad about it. Yeah. Um, if I will you're an say, apple lover. I'm gonna if go you hate apples, way. go there. Next week, I'm going to buy some Washington apples and actively not thank you about it. So just oh, you let you motherfucker. Know. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Thank you? Oh, yeah. shit, I just did it. You just did it. Thank oh, you. Thank you for thanking thank me. You. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. It's not, I guess it is fizzy. It is a fizzy drink. It I is a very like fizzy it. drink. I think the triple sex bringing some of the fizz out, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beer is good. Um, it's been a while since I've had a proper one. Uh, just found out we're going to be doing, well... I don't know if it's true, if this is actually going to happen, but we should be doing Princess Bride next month. We did not do a drinking game show this month for whatever fucking reason, but um, next month we'll be doing Princess Bride yet again. So <laughs> it will be... That's a popular one, though, is it not? I mean, it is in that we make people watch it once a year. <laughs> we, we force it down people's throat. But they do tend to enjoy it, I think. Um, so uh, Princess Bride is a very popular movie overall. People know the sure. words. Yeah. Like You've got people who can just... Like Airy, that can recite the whole movie just sitting there. I will never Kimberly tire Shea, of doing it, which is weird. Like it's one of those things where if if this were a Broadway show, I mean, this would only be like our eleventh show. So why would I've I be exhausted done. by show Let's eleven? Let's all go to a Broadway show. New York, um, Delaware. <laughs> I'm in Delaware. That's where, that's where I learned the term chroma key was the movie Wayne's World. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I and probably then, learned that from you. So yeah, and then we were so excited <laughs> to get to use chroma key in person mm-hmm. a couple years later. You, me, and Mike. Mm-hmm. And Mike dreaded that he had to act, and I was probably I, I remember being annoyed that I didn't get to act on camera. But <laughs> he was just like, oh, I guess everyone was in the wrong position, man. Yep, he had me doing voiceover, and, and my voice was like, hey. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If any, like, your voice had probably at least mostly changed by then, so it would have been better to have you do the voiceover. <laughs> and I wanted to act. Uh, Michael Gordon, if you're out there, come on, man. Come on our podcast. I cannot find yeah. you. There is a Michael, a Michael Gordon who still lives in Oneonta, and it might be him, but I don't know if he went to Oneonta. I'm not sure. In case you guys know what we're talking about, we're talking about Boy with a Rat's Brain, uh, one of the greatest short films ever committed to tape. So check that out on YouTube. I think it's on the Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour YouTube. I believe so. It's worth it. It's uh, what's it's really an, it's an experience, if nothing else. Some of the comments have been like, "This is really bad." It's like, "Yeah, no shit." Why do you think we posted it? Like, do you think I posted it because I thought this was a brilliant piece of work? I mean, that's not. Why would anybody who made this thing, <laughs> twenty years down the line, be like, "This is the best thing"? I this ever is the, this is it. This is this was my opus. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have appreciated it in the time, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think of the guy who does um, the comic strips with Opus in it? Do you think he gets, feels like he has to top himself every week? Must be. He's like, this is my Opus. And he's like, no, no, this is my Opus. Every week. But maybe week. that's how you keep it fresh. It's like keeping mm. a relationship spicy. This is the best sex I ever had. And maybe he just he convinces himself. I mean, but it's actively, it is Opus every week. So Yeah. So he's not lying. He's not even talking himself into it. Maybe you just, what if... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's no way to do that with this. We, m- we might be overthinking it. You think? It might be. Is that possible? It's possible. Um. So on the week over the weekend, I got shot. Um. This is good. I'm very excited. In my in my arm. 
my 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 website shot is what I almost called it. My vaccine, <laughs> my vaccine, Moderna. My my my, my my vaccine. My vaccine. Oh, no, my Moderna. My Moderna. Call us weirdo. Um, yeah, we got we nailed that one. The uh, uh, Kimberly got her. Fi- I think she got Pfizer, but she, she got, got hers on Saturday. Her first one or second one? Second one. Ooh, good. Good. So, so she's only a couple weeks everyone, away from being able to hang out. Yeah, That's everyone in our D&D group is now vaccinated mm. fully. That's so good. in two weeks when we have D&D. It's amazing. We're going to get together and actually meet in real life for the first time in over a year. That's amazing. Once we're fully vaccinated, I'm still not going anywhere. <laughs> I just don't. just don't. makes me so uncomfortable. If we had a D&D group or something, though, in person, mm-hmm. you know, could be could be a different situation although it's again it's going to be a while like a full six weeks i have never been so i vaccines don't treat me well and i knew that going into this mm-hmm. and i'm like all right i'll hydrate before i but i didn't hydrate enough so i made sure to hydrate during the day and i drank a gallon or more of water i just kept drinking and drinking you and didn't drinking. overhydrate did you did you soften your salt so much that that killed you too i don't think so what i think probably happened was uh, i don't know honestly i'm not <laughs> sure it could have been a combination of things there might not have been enough water in my cpap either sometimes that will uh, mm. dry me out if i didn't pay attention to been there having filled it out and then it's like yeah so you wake up and you just and I've had the wor- I had the worst headache I've ever had in my life o- o- overnight. And I mean, I was exhausted. I was prepared. I was excited to be so sore I couldn't move. And all I had to do <laughs> was watch TV. I wouldn't feel bad about it. That's what I was looking forward to. Um, but but it, it was not to be true. Although uh, they, they say the second shot is worse. And uh, also, I didn't do the. I think I mentioned I didn't do the research to realize I could take medicine right after I got the shot. Kimberly did the same thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna do that right after the next one. I'm gonna pop a fucking a leave or two mm-hmm. um, on the way home and and drink yeah. a ton of water and make. Sure. She got she got a migraine from it too. Oh, did she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But she got the Pfizer, right? Yeah. Okay. What Ari, did you? Get? Ari, I got Pfizer. Okay. Ari got a migraine. Uh, None of us got anything really on the first pass, but the second pass, mm-hmm. Ari and Kimberly got migraines. Mm-hmm. Ari like got a migraine. She slept for four hours, and she woke up. She was fine. Okay, that's good. And yeah. for me, it just ba- basically made me feel. I don't. I don't know if it was my shot or because I started the Ozampic, mm-hmm. but I felt a little bit under the weather. Oh, you ha- fuck! You had other medicines, right? That's um, that's no good. <laughs> that's terrible. So, but it was like mostly just like uh, I'm just not gonna move. Mm-hmm. Like I felt a little nauseous, a little dizzy. That's fair. I mean, that's that could be worse if you're mm-hmm. lucky. I'm hoping I don't get like the so all them all them anything. drugs I grew up with made me ready for these kinds of sure, things. Sure, sure, getting high all the time thank, with your dad. Thank my dad for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you were around a lot of weed. Were, were you around anything else that I'm not aware of? It was probably around stuff I wasn't aware of. Sure, 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 sure. Probably not stuff that was in the air though, other than weed. No, probably no. not. How old were you when you first got drunk? Six. Six. Have we talked about that on the show? We've I given think so. some of your childhood stories, but I feel like there's got to be one or two Dad, we haven't. Dad said that uh, I was a mean drunk. <laughs> I mean. And then I passed out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, technically, it's, I don't know if we've discussed this that often, but I got drunk at like three. So you and I both have started quite early. My parents Sean said that I went around to a party butts. of theirs. Hmm? Sean used to eat cigarette butts when he was three. I also did. Um, oh, good. I'm glad yeah. you guys are I was a company. real party monster. Um, <laughs> that's what they call me. And uh, No, but my dad says I went around. Okay, but here's the thing. They know that this uh-huh. happened, right? So they're like, yeah, you were like two or three, and you were going around our party and drinking people's what was left over in their Crown Royals or whatever. And it's like, so you knew I was doing it, and you didn't stop me from yeah, doing it? Yeah, yeah, that sounds, yeah. What the fuck? Like, that's, a th- that's a thing, it sounds like. <laughs> like, what the shit? Like. <laughs> By the way, and neither of you can then pretend like you didn't have a problem. Um, because if you're yeah. letting your kid, hey, look what he's doing. Look, what he's, what drinking. He's, doing. he's drinking the alcohol. He's drinking um, the thing. Dan and I have had interesting um, childhoods, and uh, might be the only reason the other one has survived. I will say Dan <laughs> is one of the few reasons I've survived and be, remained a human being. Um, but yeah, fun stuff, good stuff. We. It's the reason I didn't yeah. drink until I was 23 for the first time. Yeah, that's the reason why I didn't drink until I was older either. Yeah, 
It's like, I don't, I don't want to be so out of control that I don't, that I then spiral. <laughs> exactly. Like, I know it can happen. And then, uh, yeah. I think the first time I got really drunk, though, was probably with you because I, I tried like a Boddington's on my 23rd birthday or around 23. Mm-hmm. And then when you came out two years later, I probably had like for, at parties I had bits and pieces. But I think the first time I got real drunk was maybe at that Halloween party with you and Carrie. That sounds right. That was one of the first times I got crunk, too. Yeah. So uh, and that was at a time when I didn't get hangovers, at least not what I yeah, I miss those days, hangovers. man. I miss those days. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I get now I can't even drink a freaking seltzer right before bed without waking up feeling a little groggy. I mean, and I can't get a medicine without feeling it now. It, it really <laughs> did. That's just all it felt like was that I was having a terrible. I hangover. think part part of my problem might be the medicine because I'm probably not supposed to drink while I take it. <laughs> how many how many how many drugs are you on right now, Dan? What are we talking? What do we got? We got my high blood pressure medicine. Sure. We got my. Uh, metformin for my blood sugar. Okay. And then we got the Ozempic, mm-hmm. which also helps with the blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And then this other one that I forget what it's called because it had a really mm-hmm. weird name, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to help me control. I, I guess I was having some pancreas, like mm. pancreas things going okay. on too, which is related to diabetes. Sure, sure, sure. Stuff. Um, and then I, um, Omeprazole for my acid reflux. Mm-hmm. And allergy medicine all the time because we just have way too many animals. Sure, sure, sure. Wow. And then uh, Tylenol because shoulder. Sure, sure, sure. How's that? Doing? Although I haven't been taking that as much. I haven't been nope. needing it as much. Well, you can lift a pretty heavy glass of, of, of liquid. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be all right. I'm limited to five pounds right now. Okay. For for how long? I'm at, I'm at almost 11 weeks from my surgery. Okay. At 12 weeks, basically... All the limitations are off the table. Okay. Like, well, that was totally how, how do you feel? Does that seem legitimate? Does that seem like you can start lifting shit? Yeah. I mean, I've when I've had to in an emergency, I've picked up the dog. He's 20 pounds. Okay. Well, all right. I can't lift him like above my head, but sure. to just kind of pull like him you used away. To. Yeah. Hmm? Like I used to when I had him before my surgery. Sure. Well, anytime <laughs> you lift up all the animals, you'd always lift them up above your head and move them to the other side of the room like this. Move all the animals to the side of the room. Like Noah did. Noah did that. Yeah. Noah did know. that all the time. He would separate them because he didn't like the animals fucking. Most people are not aware of that. Noah hated the idea that he had to have two of every animal. He was yeah, like, I'll he have felt one like he, 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 he's like, but, but my Lord, Almighty God, <laughs> Father of all, mm-hmm. sex is wrong, you said. It's fair. None of these animals are married or in wedlock. And then Bill Cosby said to him. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't just know. give him this pill. <laughs> uh, thank you for beating me to it. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, what if Noah hated sex? I think it might have gone a little something <laughs> like this. Uh, uh, he- he- hello, hello. Is that is this is this God? You know, I'm surprised that didn't happen. That that uh, he didn't do any. Uh, yeah, he didn't do any blaspheming. That Bob Newhart maybe he's mm. too sensitive. Maybe I mean he's probably he's he's pretty acutely aware of probably his audience. Yeah, except for when I saw him live when he did some Asian Driver jokes and I was like, what's going on, Bob Newhart? <laughs> I know you're like 90 now, <laughs> and people booed and he was like, what? It's like Bob. Read the room, bro. <laughs> Haven't you noticed they don't drive good? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was you know, he points at like, <laughs> to like the one Asian person in the room. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Right, right. You can't drive. I get. Oh God, what do I do? I'm too nice. Uh, ah, <laughs> help! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he- hello. Never hello? meet your he- never never meet your heroes, folks. No, never meet your hero. I didn't meet him. I did. You know what's so funny is like after all that, I'm like, I, st- I did bring this record. I wanted him to sign. I guess <laughs> I'll have him sign it and just sort of actively forget that I heard the bad <laughs> stuff that I heard. I mean, he didn't uh, rape anybody that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> why am I? Why am I casting aspersions in Bob Newhart? <laughs> right. If I had to talk to my lawyer about some sexual assault impropriety, it might go a little something uh, like this. Uh, he- he- hello? Yeah, yeah, George. George, yeah. 
Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, no, it's not Bill. Yeah, yeah. It's not Bill. <laughs> no, it's it's Bob. It's uh, Bob uh, Newhart. Uh, no, I guess you'd actually tell it from the other side, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true. He'd be yeah, like, he'd like, who is this? Oh, Bob. <laughs> Which Newhart? Right, 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 yeah, right. Sorry, <laughs> I was I thought it was Hope. Um, <laughs> so what's up, Bob? What's going on in your life, Bob? You oh, did yeah. what now? <laughs> At the UCLA campus? Well, what what time was it, Bob? <laughs> Two a.m. <laughs> you don't you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> But oh. she was fine, right? Oh, she had seven drinks. Okay, Bob. Mm, mm. <laughs> this is the episode where we accuse Bob Newhart of things he's never been uh, accused yeah. of. I mean, again, that we know of. I don't know. I don't know why Bob, I'm doing the, this. I don't know why I'm The name of this, this episode idea. is Bob Newhart was a sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> I am not writing that down. I'm going to actively forget <laughs> it. Again, I'm good at actively forgetting things about Bob Newhart. Yeah, that's fine. Um... Uh, no, Bob. Bob's fine. Bob's sure. Bob's doing okay, I guess. Bob's fine. Sure. Uh, Some of his brothers are fine. Oh God, I hope so. I did hear one <laughs> crazy story about about Dick's mothers. Not a, like nothing creepy, uh, or Tommy's mothers. Again, nothing creepy, but a crazy, an insane story, <laughs> where Lorenzo Music, who wrote for them, uh huh, had to play billiards for his job. <laughs> What? Tommy Sothers is like, yeah, if, if you beat me in uh, billiards, you get to keep your job. And it's like, Jesus what the fuck Christ. are you in? This is insane. Oh, and also, Lorenzo Music would jam with his wife because uh-huh. they were musicians, and he loved playing the banjo. He would jam. And every once in a while, the people that he would have over to play music, like one of them was the voice of Bullwinkle. Like, it was just this weird oh my who's God. who of particular, like, he wasn't even a voice actor yet. He just happened to know Bullwinkle, and he would come over and jam with them. And I'm just like... I really wish I had been there. Rarely do I hear a story, a Hollywood it's story, probably, where I'm like, it's probably I wish I had a, been there. It was probably a weird time for that kind of stuff, right? Because uh-huh. there's, they weren't the superstars weren't the superstars that superstars are today, <clears throat> right? Sure, yeah. It's a very different world there, uh-huh. and there was a lot more intermingling because the population was just so much smaller. Oh yeah, no, overall. It's true. Like on that rarefied air podcast that I do with Josh, um, I'm I'm rarely the person who's knowledgeable enough to know any of the intricacies. But most of the people we interview, with uh, with a few exceptions for sure, like their parents were like character actors usually. But the uh-huh. character actors, now there's a tradition in Hollywood, an understandable tradition that podcasters continue, which is, oh yeah, I know them. Well, that that is to say, you spoke to them on a podcast, or in that case, um, I was at a party with them. That's the right, old version right. of it. Gotcha. But. But they're definitely where it's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I can't wait. I, I'm going to be interviewing these people, I think, at some point who you would know them. Like one of them was on a Star Trek episode. Uh, they're a very interesting couple. And then her daughter, their daughter came on. They're like, yeah, I remember going downstairs. And they were both like doing coke with like this really big actor. And I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. But it's just like <laughs> like some of these stories are legit. They did. It, that intermingling did happen with like the big people and these mm-hmm. character actors. And it was just like, well, this person's struggled the same as I have. You know, I'll give them yeah, a job if yeah. I can. If not, we'll do some coke together. I pay. I bought the coke. <laughs> I brought the coke, guys. Well, I mean, there's a lot of that, too, in the realm where you've got people who, you know, you got comedians who become character actors and you got comedians who become big stars. Mm-hmm. and But they all did the freaking comedy circuit together. And sure. so they still, like, you know... Adam Sandler became a huge name, yeah. but then he's got all Rob Schneider and all those assholes that follow him around. They're like nobody. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. He's got people who 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 are still like they will always they will be dining out on their stories about having dinner with Adam Sandler. Yeah, you just got SNL for the first time, and I'm trying. By the way, I'm desperately looking for what pot what the podcast equivalent of that is, so that I can <laughs> dine out on anything. I need. <laughs> Because most of the time it's like really obscure people that I, which is fine with me, but I would really like to be able to dine out on, on one of those. I don't have that yet because my Tommy Chong was over the phone. Like I feel like if I, I you know, if he'd you don't, you, his you keys need to do, you need to do a freaking hot wings type thing. Mm. Oh, that's true. That's true. What right? I'll do though, basically they're dining out and doing a podcast for all intents and purposes. Point. What if I did it? Here's my here's my okay. twist on it. Yeah, um, you know I'm vegetarian, so I wouldn't do wings anyway. Um, and he's doing spice, so I'm not gonna do spice. What if? Yeah, it's like six things in front of you. Five of them are not poisoned. One, 
Turns it's out they're all just filled with iogaine powder. <laughs> yep. It's basically Russian roulette. They will call it Russian roulette, the TV show, the the podcast, whatever you want to call it. And, no, it, uh, I think that's the whole name right there. Yeah. And then Russian and then roulette, the TV show, the podcast. The podcast. Yeah, that's fine. And then I get Danny Trejo on. I don't know why I picked Danny Trejo, but Danny Trejo, which one of these is poisoned, Danny? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, what happens if you eat a poison one? I'll kill you is what Danny Trejo then says. And then, uh, but you know, that's, you know, it's up to them. They don't have to participate but right. it's better if they do but it, the it's show. good it's good publicity for them mm-hmm. exactly. it's really all what it's all about the PR I, person. I was thinking i'm pretty sure i do have most of i don't have all my lines of princess bride memorized but i'm pretty sure i have a lot of them a lot of them memorized but when you're drunk you don't remember most of them that's fair that's a fair point if you're watching the movie you, you remember it like clear as day sure sure you're when like you're trying to actually thing. recite it it's a very different animal of course now i hear them all in the voices of the actors that i do them with i don't hear them <laughs> in the movie version anymore <laughs> alan has transformed uh those lines to his own version <laughs> and so have i which is just which is why everybody gets creeped out when count rugen uh comes on because i've made him excessively creepy well, that's what i do and count rugen is creepy to be to be fair you know what the sad part is the last two ones we've done alan and i can't be there in person and the one we did in person before the lockdown pretty sure we flat out made out we like like we <laughs> like we we full-on lip kissed on stage because we over like eight or nine years of performances they just got closer and closer sexually and at that point it exploded into sex and now we have to do it by zoom and it's not as fun but you know you find it's a kiss on zoom it is. I don't remember what we did last year. I think I had to act because every time there's the line where he's looking for the knot in the tree, I would just oh, go, right. where is that knot? And I'd always put it right over his crotch when I said that. And <laughs> um, I feel like last time we did it on Zoom, I had to go like down like that. And then he had to, you know, jump. It's, it's coordination by Zoom. It's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's new with you, Dan? Anything? What I miss? Uh, we started building the second data center. Oh yeah, that's this fun. We're gonna be cabling it tomorrow. <laughs> Super highly secure. It it yells at you if more than one person walks through and they don't mm-hmm. scan their card first. That's crazy. Go, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck? But when you're pushing a cart, it completely confuses it. Oh, yeah, it doesn't know what's going on. How do you deactivate that? They just. They just have a camera and they know you're there pushing cards. So oh, okay. They're just like, all right. It's always so. It's always uh, staffed as well. Yep. I guess that mm-hmm. would make sense if it's a secure yep. facility. Yep. They would always be staffed. Have you? Here's the problem. If yeah. I worked with you, yeah. Um, my first instinct would be to be making like heist plans in my head that I would never actually act out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has your brain gone to well? What could I do to break this the the security? Because that's what my brain would be doing. Um, well, they've got iris scanners. Right. So you'd have to get a pretty clear, probably, picture of of my eyes or someone's mm-hmm. eyes who has access. Mm-hmm. And hold that perfectly in front of the scanner. Right. Along with having their key card. Sure. It's pretty but it scans both eyes. So you can't like do the whole minority report thing. You pop out a guy's eye and put it on a pen. Scans both eyes. Yep. That is not what I would have expected. Sci-fi tells me that's not how it goes, Dan. I know, but that's not. It has a little has, has a little mirror that you look at, and there's a little green mm-hmm. light that shows up, and that has to be right here between your eyes, and then it scans mm-hmm. your irises. So you'd have to have a high-def picture, too, right? Because it's scanning the details. Right. Hmm. Just trying but to that's find how, that, that would be the easiest way to do it, technically, because yeah. otherwise... You just have to bust down the doors, and that's just, it's, those are, they're thick-ass doors. You're not going to sneak in very easy. What if I had a Dave Bautista with me? Can, can he break down a big iron door? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not Dave Bautista. That's fair. Dave Bautista, if you're I listening, know you're a fan. I know, big fan. Give us a call. Let us know. Can you break down an iron door? 285-537-3524. djch I have a connection to Dave Batista. I guess I could find out. So on top of that, we've also mm-hmm. realized that Ollie's previous owners did not housebreak him. Oh no. He doesn't know how he doesn't know to let us know that he needs to pee outside. He just pees on the floor. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we've started what's called the umbilical method. Okay. 
So either you keep him in his crate, mm-hmm. or you have him connected to you with a six-foot leash okay. at all times. And then you take him out every hour. Mm-hmm. And the goal is that if you catch him peeing or doing what he's not supposed to do, mm-hmm. you interrupt it, and then show him you're supposed to go outside and you use you know you use the same terms go potty blah 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 blah. yeah so you have to you start with that leash for 10 days and then you do like you put up like a baby gate or something so if if you're in the room Mm -hmm. for like 30 days okay and then it's just it's a whole pain in the ass thing. Poor little guy. So they were probably lazy than the people who took care it of him. It must have been. I don't know if they either kept him outside all the time. Oh, right. What. Yeah, right. He wouldn't know the difference. That's, yeah, that sucks. So, but he definitely, he does not know to let us know that he needs to go potty. Poor guy. And like, or maybe they had a doggy door and he just, but I feel like oh. if he knew that he would go over to the door at least. And he right. doesn't do that. He would scratch and whine. Like, I got to yeah. shit outside, dog. And you'd let him shit outside. So I, I don't think it was that. I think they either kept him outside all the time or they mm. just didn't bother training yeah. him properly. And that's probably one of the reasons why they, quote unquote, didn't have time for him. That's so stupid. I fucking I hate when people have animals or children and don't have the time. Or I know. Mental investment. So right <sighs> now he's right now I have him attached to the cat tree. Mm hmm. And he's zonked out. Oh, little guy. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, he's so freaking cute. It's a really adorable dog. I know. Like that's the size of dog we could get. I think I've mentioned before. Like if we get another cat or if we get a dog, it can be no bigger than Daisy. It's got to be a dog that Daisy mm-hmm. can beat up. Right. <laughs> I don't want to do that to a poor pup, but it's got to be a dog that she can beat the shit yeah. out of. It won't well, attack I don't, her back. And I kill don't. Her. I'm not a huge fan of big dogs, partly because yeah. of past experiences <clears throat> with big dogs. Sure. And living with them, mm-hmm. but uh, just I'm just not a big. I'm not a fan of big dogs. Yeah. So, like Kiki and Ollie are kind of at the top limit of what mm-hmm. I can tolerate. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I like if a big dog snuggles me and licks my face. I don't care, but it. I would prefer not to have to take care of such a big dog. It's a lot of work, right? And it's just they take yeah. up so much space. And again, like. like if I want to get an animal, I mostly would like to get a rescue. But if you get a rescue dog that reacts poorly to a cat, I can't have a cat get killed right. by a well, dog. A lot of a lot of places, though, what they do is they bring cats in to see how they react. Oh, interesting. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so, so they'll you tell know. you whether or not they're bad. Or they'll say, we don't know. And then you can say, well, can you verify for me? And yeah, they'll do yeah, that. yeah. That's so what smart. they do is they have the dog on a leash. They bring a cat in and see how does the dog react. Okay. Like, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He barely <laughs> reacted when they brought a cat in. <laughs> That's funny. So... <laughs> Yeah. All right. That'd be good. Yeah. That, that, that'd be one of those things where, like, yeah. yeah I think most if, places are pretty good about being able to do that. So I wouldn't I'm, worry too much about that. I'd only get a husky, though. If I want to get a big dog, I, it, which, by the oh, way, like you the want a dog, dog that's a lot of fucking work, get a husky. Really? Oh, yeah. They are high <clears throat> maintenance and high energy. Yeah. Makes sense. And I don't, <laughs> have, I don't have that. I can't match that energy. That would that's be a problem. the problem. That's why I that's like why a cat I'm, is That's so why when Ari was like, I want a puppy. I want a dog that plays. I'm like, you uh-huh. sure about that? Yeah, right. Because we're both fucking lazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is the issue I have. Like, I have all this energy, but it doesn't get, it doesn't come out. <laughs> it comes. Oh, I have to show you piping. a picture, please. Um, <clears throat> we bought this statue. Uh huh. Because it looks exactly like Kiki. Really? Okay. Oh, you're sending it to me via. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's like the same face and everything. That's fucking adorable. That's really cute. Where are you keeping it? In the Not house sure yet. Like it's just outside right now. But okay, we, it's those kinds of things don't last well out in the actual weather. Mm-hmm. So we're not sure where we're gonna put it yet. I'm actually considering painting it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Because uh, the thing about this is not only does <clears> is it like <throat> in that kind of like doofy playful position, but mm-hmm. most of most cocker statues have the full skirt, which we did not do. Oh, okay. And right. this one doesn't. It's just kind of shaggy because, and we would, Kiki was often shaggy because it would go a couple months before, between cuts. I'm sure. That's really cute. It does. It was that from, uh, was it TJ Maxx? Mm-hmm. So it does have a hole in the butt <laughs> as a butthole. Well. And it seems like that's a manufacturer failure. Make <laughs> it a sprinkler. 
<laughs> well, it's funny because we, we, we were talking to the cashier, mm-hmm. and, and we were mentioning that. She's like, well, that's where the poop comes from. I'm like, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> that's, that's where dog poop comes from. Of course, there's a hole there. Every dog has a hole there. You could make it a chocolate <laughs> dispenser. <laughs> Gross. Like a fudge pump for <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> I apparently moved my windscreen and it was not blocking my wind anymore. Garbage. This is the windscreen's garbage. Thank you, Jason. Push the dog's butt and a little yep. fudge comes out. Hot fudge. But we saw that and we had to get it. Yeah, of course you We did. have another cocker statue that that Aries mom bought us, but it's a full skirt. And we have it mm-hmm. out front. It has Kiki's collar on it. Oh, huh. But that one just looks. So, so eventually, much. you're going to take the collar off, put it on the other one, and smash the other one that you yep. that Bernie gave you. Smash it. Say, screw you, Bernie. You didn't take know video of it. <laughs> God damn it. We're going to play attention. It. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster <laughs> <laughs> over it. Um, I've been watching the TV show, uh, Detroiters, uh, which uh-huh. is very, very funny. And uh, all, all my fake yelling this whole time has been making, because mostly there's a lot of fake yelling on this show. Yeah. There's a lot of like angry yelling and it's very funny. It's, it is, it reminds me of it's, it, well, if one of us was black and, uh, which neither of us are black, right? I don't see color. So we're both white, right? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. That's okay. Uh, what the census said. Okay. okay. It says on the, the census, census told they're you. both white. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. The census is new. It's like, don't try and play tricks. We know you're <laughs> you white. don't play. Uh, but yeah, it's very fun. It's just about two ad guys and both based like, you know, and the, the ads they do are, are parodies of actual local Detroit ads. And mm. uh, I have since watched all the Detroit ads that they're based on. And it's like, it's very good. And What's hilarious is uh, one person who plays a bit part on many episodes and a full part on one episode is an actual local Detroit newsman whose name I thought was made up until my wife confirmed. She's like, no, this is very real. His name is Mort Krim, and it seemed like a fake name to me. (laughs) I would... I would assume the same because that's the kind of name I would come up with. Yes. And on on the one episode, he's like, I'm Mort Krim, which is French for death and crime (laughs) it's just like yeah okay fair enough you know what you're not wrong he says anything that they put in front of him he is apparently also the person that they based ron burgundy most off of oh really in real life but he's also a very funny actor like he's very good on the show but yeah um that's hilarious i think it's his tone i think it's his very Mm. serious tone and some of the shit he does uh it's on it's on paramount plus i feel like i should uh, i'll have to watch that uh, you guys, by the way, speaking of Paramount Plus, there's a show called Picard, uh, Star Trek Picard. You oh, it's the first time hearing about this. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a sequel to Star Trek: The Original Series, and then Star Trek: The Next Generation, and uh, then Star and a series Trek of movies, Deep that, Space Nine, Deep and, Space then Nine and then Star Trek, Star Voyager, Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise, and Star Trek Discovery. They're all sequels of Star Trek Discovery. Um, you guys should listen to our podcast called Hosts with Their Own Picard, which is a good show. This is not promo time, although it's almost promo time, but I just thought I should almost mention it. It's a good podcast. You guys should listen to it. And there's some, it. some excitement in the Picard commute. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I can't That's wait. what I call it, by the way, the commute. The commute. But you shortened <laughs> it to... Mm, I don't like that. I don't think I like that at all. No. No, sir. No? No. Oh. no. Don't hmm. like it. Hmm. Did I... Oh, did, uh, did I mention... Maybe I didn't mention. So we're doing the <laughs> these one or two off podcasts about random celebrities, basically. Mm-hmm. The other one that we're going to do, Alan and I. You uh, mentioned it. I forget which one it was. Oh, though. well, we were we were interviewing. This episode hasn't come out. Well, by the time this comes out, it will have. Uh, we're interviewing Joe Fury, one of the writers on News Radio who's been on the show before. And he brought up again the fact that George Goober Lindsay, the guy who played Goober. Oh, right, on, right, yep. <laughs> so we're going to have him. Uh, not him, He's dead. We're going to have Joe Fury... The plan is to have Joe Fury, creator of News Radio, Paul Sims, one of the other head writers uh, of the show, Josh Lieb, all to talk about their obsession with with him. And then what, because they don't listen to this podcast, so they won't know. Uh, the second episode, I don't know if I can get them involved for the second episode. It'll at least be me and Alan, but it will be yeah. George Lindsay's son, uh, basically nice. Goober Jr., who goes around doing Goober stuff. Like he doesn't <laughs> mind playing Goober because whatever. 
And right? uh, so that, that makes that'll him money. Be fun. I don't know what we're gonna call it. Makes yet. his mo- makes him money and remembers his dad's memory. I mean, if my dad were famous for <laughs> doing really funny Heimlich maneuver um, training, <laughs> like super funny, uh, you know, and, and like he was Patch Adams. We've discussed this before, but if he were the Patch Adams of Heimlich, right? Um, yeah, I would of course be going around and, and doing that, but he wasn't. Uh, as we all know, he is one of the progenitors, as was your father, of Dana Jay's Comedy Hour, which yes. is, uh, you know, not not as funny. No, we don't discuss it at all as often. Like our dads, our dad's generation of of Dana Jay's Comedy Hour was not nearly as invested as our grandfathers, our great grandfathers, great grand, or as we are. Um, That's fair. Yeah, but they did throw us into like the lion's den um, and be like, "Hey, so be speak. funny." I mean, I was named Daniel, right? Exactly. So it's like the lion's den. Is that what you're saying? No, because Daniel and the lion's den is a biblical story. Bible. Right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Bible reference. Um, Dan, yeah. Dan suddenly went over my head. Um, that's fine. That's okay. L- literally the source of the lion's den. Yeah. That, 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 uh, okay. Okay. That's fine. I see. So yeah. So Dan named Daniel. So Bibles. Bibles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were thrown in, thrown into the... Daniel and the lion's den. That's what you meant for me to say, right? Uh, yep. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we uh, we didn't know what we were there for. We didn't realize, like, first of all, we didn't know that it was a comedy concern because our dads cared so little about it. They didn't tell us that yeah. they were in comedy. It's so and weird. honestly, neither of them were very funny. No, 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 no. Like, no, they no. were very, very serious, uptight. Mm-hmm. Like, militaristic almost. Yeah. Yeah. Not like our granddads or great-great-granddads or great-great-granddads. Um they're fascinating guys. Um, we'll talk about them more at some point. Um, you guys, some, you should keep an eye out. There will be some more Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour archive videos coming out. Um, you'll enjoy those thoroughly, I'm sure, like you enjoy the other ones. The five people have watched them. Um, You're this welcome. has turned into like promo section. I didn't mean for it to be. That was not really my well, goal. Well, then can, I promote, can I promote, promote some <laughs> Iron Geloids? Yes, Dan, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jay discovered iron geloids, which just, it started out as just kind of thing that we would do. Uh-huh. But they were huge. Uh-huh. They were fucking everywhere. They had walls painted, ads. They were involved in the war effort. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> iron Like, you geloids. can still get iron geloids, according to the internet, not from this company, but like a, a thing called iron Ge- Iron Geloids, just not this brand of it because they don't exist so anymore. Con- have you figured out what they are beyond the name? They're just iron supplements in a jelly. Like, it's basically the first, like, before that, you would probably have to take, like, iron supplements in, like, a really rough pill form. Mm-hmm. So these are, like, the first, so- like, soft caps. Okay. It's just a jelly type. It's like. Okay. It's like jujube is what they said they used. They used oh. jujube and put iron in it. It's oh. basically all they fucking did. My favorite blood candy, iron jelloids. Like, there's no way it doesn't taste like pure blood, right? Like, that's... <laughs> it's just iron. It's just fucking iron. Because if it's in gel at that point, that means it's in gelatin. So it's all animal product. Like, that's all yeah, in right? there. So it's just like... Mm, oh, like, I just... I, this is so positive. I al- In these days of strain, iron, I, I like how they put jelloids in quotes on everything, too. <laughs> iron jelloids, the greatest of all iron tonics. Keep you fit for the war effort. Oh. Promote energy. But the thing is, like, iron supplements are a thing. Like, yeah. they, they promoted it for anemia. Yes, sure. that will help with that anemia. There's no mm-hmm. lie there. There's no. no lie. Right. I like this one. The iron geloids now and then, the tonic for women, the tonic for men and children. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone can see we're not iron starved. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this rock hard erection. <laughs> Purely pure black from all the iron in my system. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Would I, already, be. I already hate saying that. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, doctors prescribe the well-known Iron Geloids Number Two. There is nothing better for debility, weakness, and nerviness. Men find the ideal tonic and restorative in Iron Geloids Number Two A. J.R. Pennington, chemist, workshop, writes, I always something iron jelloids. Oh, I always uh, can't read it. Something iron jelloids with pleasure. Uh, I can't read any of this. It's as my customers are invariably satisfied with the results. Okay, that was worth it. Um, 
There's original, like, there's these books. Sure. The Budge and Betty booklets and okay. All Aboard the Sunbeam and The Fairy Voyage pre- presented by Iron Jelloids. Uh-huh. Signed by the author. What is going on? This is, uh, wow. It's, like, huge. It's fucking huge. I mean, I'm wondering, I mean, if this is during, some of these are during World War One, or any of these well, during I sent World you, War II? I sent you their timeline. Oh, you did send me a timeline. I'm sorry. 1851, Warwick Brothers, 410 Nile Street. 1895, Iron Jelly is developed by Warwick Brothers, manufacturing chemists oh. of 18 Old Swan Lane, London. Mm-hmm. New pill made by mixing freshly precipitated subcarbonate of iron with jujube mass. To handle production of the product, Warwick Bros. set up the Jelloid Company of Finsbury Pavement. 1917, the Jelloid Company incorporated as a limited liability company, Iron Jelloid Company Limited, with headquarters in City Road, 189 Central Street, London, and production line in Watford, Hertz. Children were given the gelatinous number one lozenges to help them grow. Men and women with anemia or feeling run down could take number two. Men could take the extra strong number two A because just women can't well, handle them. Sure, 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 yeah. Mm, because they'll get erections too. 1922, <laughs> jelloids mentioned in James Joyce's Ulysses. <laughs> 1930, Iron Jelloids Company Limited was acquired by Beecham Pill Limited Production, continued in Watford before moving to the main Beecham's factory in St. Helens Lanks, also located at 7 Portpool Lane. 1966, Warwick Bros Limited, Lavender House, Seymour Road, London, a supplier of pastilles and lozenges to retailers. 1966, acquired by Stafford Allen and Sons Limited, Beecham discontinued Iron Jelloids in the 1970s or the 1980s. <laughs> Apparently, there's two decades worth that they don't know when they stopped selling them. Wow. Um, I mean, maybe maybe World War One there was a, a meat shortage. I mean, My for soldiers, for for there there was that mm-hmm. right victory mm-hmm. gardens, but there's meat, and then the soldiers too, right? They're mm-hmm. out there. They're probably not getting proper nutrition. Sure, like, that's a good place for it. I can totally see that. Lieutenant, yes, sir. I can't get a proper erection here in the in the ditches. Well, first of all, we don't call them ditches; we call them trenches. Second of all, if you need to get a boner. Try Iron Jelloids. Look at mine. Goodness. <laughs> private. Your private is pure black. <laughs> it's all the iron, sir. Watch it. And I put a magnet next to it. <laughs> it starts moving around like those ferro fluids. <laughs> oh, oh, this is vile. This is a terrible <laughs> podcast. I don't even. I don't. I don't know what the title is. I'm I don't listen to it. On this one. Mm, well, no, that's true. You don't have to. None of us do. I do have to listen to it a little bit, just enough to get a title, and to make sure that everything <laughs> is synced up. That's usually what happens. Um, I have. To, I listen to every single one of our episodes of Of Dice and Dents. all the way through. All the way through. Woof. That sounds terrible. I cut out pauses. Sure. And like sneezes no and. I cut out. I'll cut out a sneeze or a cough, usually. And uh, like, I never know when we're like, "Oh, the dog's barking." Sure. Yeah. No. Hold that on one happens. second. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you are dealing with literally right now four different households, so I guess that will. Yeah, it's a challenge. Throw things. Um, I do keep a little bit of life in there, though. Sure. 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 Um, and then part of it is also like editing out all the sounds kimberly's last recording i don't know what happened but i could huh. hear everyone clear as day through her headphones so oh. i had to use her discord oh no and still i had to use a noise gate to cut out some of it wow so, that's crazy yeah. well damn, the shit i can do to get rid of those sounds is amazing because it's pretty clean when i was done with it damn where can people find this podcast oh dndpodcast.com oh new episode released the today as we're recording oh okay good oh is it really <laughs> yeah I, I totally didn't see it or retweet it. Well, then I'm it's called it's called getting to gnome themselves. Oh, that's very good. Oh, look at that! It's right there. It's right there. I could have I could have retweeted it. Maybe, maybe that, that, that. those those ones I, I I take a little bit extra time with because mm-hmm. like this is the one where everyone's kind of telling their own piece of their story and their past. Mm-hmm. So I like to put a little musical interlude afterwards that kind oh, of okay. fits the theme of what was going on. Okay. Had a lot of sad ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you gave us some, some sad shit to deal with, to be fair. Well, some of yeah, us. that's what I do. Yeah. That's how you are. Um, yeah. I, I usually end up finding songs that kind of, like the, it's all from Kevin McLeod at incompetech.filmmusic.io. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 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 most of the time that I try to find a title that works, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, where is it? I don't know. 
I have so much stuff in there. It takes a second to look. Music. Mm-hmm. So, like, for Eloshana, it's Dreams Become Real is the name of the song. Mm-hmm. For um, you, it was Lone Harvest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For uh, Grin and Byron, I used Lasting Hope. Mm-hmm. For Nave, I used Mighty and Meek. Mm-hmm. And then for Fiznik, I used Easy Lemon 32nd. <laughs> His is the only one that kind of ended on a happy note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Navia's did a little bit. Hers, I used like kind of a more militaristic sounding one. Sure. And his, I just used like kind of a happier, silly sounding one. That's fair. Because he's a good Yours off. is a bit more, not f- like a full Western one, but it's got a timbre of it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So see, guys, I actually put thought into the Think things I do. You're welcome. ODNDpodcast.com. Yeah. At ODNDpod. Right. Yeah, on tweet on Twitter. On tweeters. Um, um, feel free to watch my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash dgomiller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm usually streaming with Kimberly doing something. Mm-hmm. Minecraft, Phasmophobia. I might stream other games if no one's around, but so far I haven't really felt like it. Fair. I have to I have to do another storyline through uh, Cyberpunk now that it came out with a huge update. Oh, you have Cyberpunk? Oh, I think mm-hmm. we talked about this. Yeah, Sean bought it for me like months before it really like bought it for my birthday in August. It didn't release until like November, so, mm-hmm. so I had to sit in there waiting. And I finished one storyline using one of the like. There's like three different um, archetypes of character you can play as. I did mm-hmm. one, but there's still two more to do. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell people to listen to Comedy on Vinyl, which we just announced is going to end in November. Um, the plan was to end it on episode, uh, episode 400. People have so overwhelmed me. There's a good chance it will be more than 400. Um, and uh, I don't know. Give that a, Dan's going to be in there. Dan may be. <gasps> I'm going to be on there? Dan may be penultimate. I, or I didn't even remember you had a podcast. Yeah, I know, right? Or final episode? <laughs> I don't remember where Dan's going to be. Depends on how things and how things land and how all these other people. How all the pipe gets laid. Exactly right. I'm going to lay a lot of pipe. Hmm. 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 Um, Dan, what do you want to leave people with this week? Um, if the ladies can't find you handsome, mm-hmm. they should at least find you handy. Mm-hmm. I think you've done that one before. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. If the ladies don't find you handsome. Then Bob Newhart will find you handsy. Mm. Hmm. There. You know what? You should have left it as it was, Jason. I guess I should have. I guess so. I will uh, leave you with Gene Warwick's Tonic Pillules, Iron Jelloids, number 2A, trademark, with quinine, an ideal tonic for men. Gives you a raging boner. Wait, wait, what's quinine? That's concerning. Quinine is in, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, Club soda. It oh, is used. It's an alkaloid. It is used f- to treat uh, prevention and therapy of malaria. Malaria, thank you. Yep, and it, muscle cramps. It is, I'm pretty sure, quite poisonous in excess, but most things are uh, idiopathic muscle cramps. Um, but yeah, so quinine's in there. It uh, sounds hypersensitivity poisonous. reactions can be accompanied by hepatitis and jaundice. And don't forget to be swallowed rapidly, like a pill. <laughs> don't chew it. They don't want you to chew no. it. You'll taste the iron filings. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are metal chunks in it is what we're establishing. That's all it is. They just... Yep, the shaped iron into jujubes, <laughs> the end. That's where the razor blades and apples came from. Right. Frozen apples. Frozen apples. They're ruined! Mm-hmm. Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. The Silver Jubilee theme song was composed and performed by Nick Robes with lyrics by Jason Klom. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 208-557-DJCH. That's 208-557-3524. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you can find us. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at DJC Hour and Instagram at Dan and Jay Comedy. Or find everything in one place at DanandJay.com. 
Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Goodbye, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah! <laughs>